Welcome to Night Light. Step away from the mainstream and gather around as we enlighten the world and our realities and travel this cosmic journey we call life. Join us as we share with you and provide that beacon that can guide us all to a better way. Explore with us as we examine a metaphysical montage of spiritual insights covering everything from the mundane to the magical, UFOs to unicorns, and everything in between. This is a time of awakening, of sharing and evolving, of spreading our wings and soaring on the cosmic breath of creation. Come and join with other light-minded spirits as we weave our lights together to seek understanding, enlightenment, and with a little luck, some wisdom. This is Nightlight, a reminder that you are never alone. Welcome to Nightlight. Tonight's going to be a fun night. I want to thank, first of all, Ken Quiethawk for that amazing intro. You can find him at nativestorytellers.com. He and his wife have an amazing website and are spectacularly, wonderfully talented people. Tonight, Mark Eddy is going to be doing the hosting, and I'm sitting second chair, and he's in charge of everything this evening, almost. Um, we are going to be doing readings in the second hour, so if you're interested in getting a reading from the Mystic Sisters, make sure you call in early. The call-in number is 773-897-6114. Uh, Jeannie will screen you and get you in line, and when we start doing readings, we'll just go first come, first serve. So, that said, Mark... I, I am so excited to um, have you hosting again and to sit second chair and watch you be the expert that you are. Expert, and I'm in charge of everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'll, I'm, I'm trying to live up to your expectations, but you know, how, how, how are you doing? Doing well, doing very, very well. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm excited. You know, uh, this is uh, show number four. Yes. We're get we're get we're getting there. Oh, and also, <laughs> um, let's see what. Um, say happy anniversary to the namer of Marky Mark. We got through it. She knows who she is. But um, yeah, I just I need need to say that and a couple other things, but um. During anything you want to um, say, or do you want me to get started? Well, just that we will be doing readings, and if people want to mm -hmm. get one, they have to call in first. <clears throat> um, Jeannie will be doing the screening. And um, I think also, especially uh, in the right, you know, the the girls have a vast knowledge in, in lots of different areas. You're going to be covering a lot of them with them. And um, I'm fascinated, you know, about 
about a lot of them when I was looking for the graphics for the show. I was fascinated by all of the different areas that, that you're going to be covering with them. So I'm very excited. So, yeah, get going. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, good. Yeah, and, and, you know, I just wanted to thank everyone for their support of the three live shows and the archives. Um, I think once uh, kind of get through this dealing with some of the aging family member things, ho- hopefully uh, – Things are going to stabilize quickly, and we can have uh, a little bit more, you know, a fixed date. But you know, we're we're working on that. But um, yeah, you know, regularity. It, yeah, and you know, we'll uh, just keep keep working on ex- expanding your um, global media empire for <laughs> nightlight or. Nightlight Part Two, Redux, <clears throat> the Director's Cut, Live at Budokan, whatever we're going to call it. <laughs> it, it, it it's fun. Yes, it is. But, it's lots of fun. So tell me about it, these girls that you're going to be bringing on. Yeah, you, know, um, you know, one of the things you know we want to do is um, you know, talk about mysteries in each state, and you know we're going to be covering a little bit of Iowa in Wisconsin tonight. And, you know, I think this is going to be a pivotal show uh, because uh, Tamara and uh, Donette will uh, be expanding on some of Lon Krieger's information about the Ho-Chunk culture. And, you know, he, he was talking about the Michigan, ancient Michigan garden beds a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you, know, they're, you know, they can make some links to other guests we have coming up. Um Hopefully, you know, Chad Lewis is going to be one of them. Uh, you know, to be talking a little bit about uh, Bond Scott, which leads into, uh, I guess we're hoping to have on towards the end of the month, maybe in early November, and that is Susan Messino. So we need to also say happy birthday to Susan. Um, but, yeah, Donna and Tamara are biological sisters who are both certified hypnotherapists and Reiki masters. They have worked in the field of paranormal and spirit connection with leading researchers since 1994, before it was cool. They specialize in mediumship and native prophecy. So let's open up the phone lines and bring Tamara and Donette in. Okay, girls, you're on the air. Hello, Barbara and Mark. How are you this evening? No, we're 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 fine. How's everything <laughs> in the upper Midwest? Stormy, actually. <laughs> we've had we've had tornado watches and warnings going on in the area. We uh we took our mother up north, so we're up north actually, and and calling in <laughs> from up north. So. So um, yeah, we're we're getting through having noisy neighbors at the hotel and and <laughs> kicking mom out of the room, but we're excited to be here. Oh, oh, we're we're glad you're here. So, um, uh, might as well just start with the um, most r- recent event. You were at uh, the Van Meter uh, visitor conference in Iowa over the weekend. Um, yeah. Can you tell yeah. us a little bit about 
what this visitor was and you know when when did this happen this mystery happen well it actually happened in the late 1800s um the town it's just a little small town in Iowa and it had an old mining uh shaft just outside of town and supposedly this this visitor and Chad Lewis is definitely going to be the expert in the field on his and and Kevin Nelson on his visitor book but um working with the ho chunk um it sounds very similar to what in uh ho chunk legend called the the thunderbird is what it sounds very similar to but supposedly a very large one came out of an old mining shaft in you know on, in the underworld and uh came out and the town is pretty much held hostage by this big, enormous bird, um, pterodactyl-looking bird with a glowing horn on its head. And, and you can walk through the town and, and see where the many of the town people, you know, hid away in the church for, I think it was three to five days. So, um, so we love to support Chad Lewis and all of his adventures. You definitely have to go check out Chad Lewis's books at Unexplained Research with dot um, com. Donat and I have worked with Chad for the last twenty years, researching everything from Tombstone, Arizona, to Deadwood, to you know, just all over Florida. We, we researched. So what he would do, Chad has his degree in parapsychology, and uh, he actually wrote his thesis on the paranormal. And this is, you know, this has been, you know, twenty years ago plus. So we've just been stomping, you know, going to all these different, what now the Ho-Chunk, you know, have told us are actually sacred sites, which are portals, you know, and they say that the veils of the spirit world and our world are very thin there. So we've learned so much about these different sacred sites across America, working with unexplained research. And it's just been what we call a a spirit-led adventure, the synchronicities and the people we meet and it's just been really a blast. So we have, yes, working in the paranormal, but being psychic mediums, being certified hypnotherapists, you know, we were consultants down at the Country Music Hall of Fame. We've met a lot of really, really cool dead people, but there is no death. So, um, and that's what we try to teach people. It's everybody can connect with their loved ones on the other side. They're just in a different realm. And there is a kind of a form of communication that you can still talk to them. Okay. Is there any kind of communication still going on with the Van Meter visitor? Is, you know, what, what's is it still being seen? Is anyone, you know, somehow relating to it um not lately not that i know of but you know all across the country there are still thunderbird sightings and what the Mm ho-chunk have told us is that you know as the veils um get thinner these interdimensional beings will continue to be to be seen um because as the veils get thinner and time and and our realities get you know closer and closer together that's why paranormal sightings are, are through the roof right now. And that's why all these shows are so popular because people have more questions than answers. And we feel like we, you know, started it so long ago with our childhood growing up on a sacred site that we were mm-hmm. the weird ones before. We just kind of kept these, you know, 
to ourselves these crazy stories um, of living on, on a sacred site that the veils were thin, but now far more people are waking up to it as we ascend from this planet. <laughs> okay. Uh, do, oh, the, uh, I'm sorry, Donna. Go ahead. Oh, yes. The, um, the Van Meter visitor, uh, many of the people that were at that festival had also been to the Mothman Festival. So, mm-hmm. so it seems to be linked in that same, same realm of paranormal, um, you know, something that, that seems to be lurking out there and watching us with, with definitely an intelligence, but uh, we're, just, we're just in the dark still as to what it is. And, and uh, so it ranks right up there with Bigfoot and uh, Mothman. And yet, you know, the Mothman being a prophecy, what does that mean? So it's just one question asks another. So <laughs> that's what's led us on this path, definitely, for, for this many no, years. Uh, so. You know, when I spoke with Chad at the Mothman conference, you know, he, he you know, brought to my attention that this Thunderbird, you know, what cryptid, whatever, you know, uh, this creature is from Iowa, uh, you know, did appear at the turn of the last century. So it. it this sighting started about six, 60, 70 years prior to Mothman. So you know, it does seem like there's some you know, a reason why people would you know, have a common interest to go to both conferences and investigate. You know, th- this phenomenon. Definitely. You know, it was interesting, too, because we, living, you know, in, in Midwestern Wisconsin, we drove all the way down, and it was a rainstorm. And as we we put the sightings together as being close to the Thunderbirds, and here we're down there, and we're, we're in a rainstorm. So um, that opened us up to just be one more question about what is a water spirit, and what does that uh, bring together as well in in prophecy and in legend. So, <laughs> can can you identify if Mothman appeared kind of around a time there was going to be a a major accident? And with the the other one, is there some comparison between events happening after the appearance? Well, we're definitely not um, the people to ask on. <laughs> on that, but but Chad definitely has all of the the background and the history on that. Um, I have read about the Mothman prophecy and and uh, sat up late one night, um, <laughs> you know, scared to look out my window. But, <laughs> but it it goes but, hand in hand with right, the Bigfoot right. and the you know. Well, and, when the veils are thin like that, um, you know there. Some people may think it, it it's kind of a warning, you know, are they some kind of interdimensional being that, it, you know, has a higher frequency or a higher vibe, can actually warn us, you know, mm-hmm. much like an angel or, or what have you, that have more of a sense or, um, uh, you know, beyond sixth sense to what we know that would actually come out and maybe warn humans of, upcoming disaster or something like that. The natives say that anytime you're able to see through the veil and see one of these, 
um, special beings. It's a gift. It's, it's, they show themselves to you for a reason. And uh, so that's definitely, we've been able to be, you know, to, because our third eyes were so wide open through our childhood. But we've noticed through the years of paranormal investigating is that we'll actually see things first. And people, because if it's not in their realm, you know, not in their scope of reality, they won't see it, you know. So we've been able to point things out um, that others can't see. And, And that seems to be what our job and our mission is here because if there's a spirit in the room, you know, we can say, do you feel that? And before you know it, everybody does. Or people can feel that or sense the goosebumps or get an image or, or impression. It, we just help and assist people, and we poke them in the third eye to see <laughs> through the dimension that we've been able to see through childhood. And we do believe it is like working a muscle, um, you know, living in these sacred places. Because once you see it, you can't unsee it, right? Once you start mm-hmm. seeing spirits, you can't unsee it. Although I, we tried for many years. Um, it was a, You know, we didn't have answers, you know for these, these things that we saw in the sky or for these, you know, big hairy creatures in the woods. We didn't have answers for those or the spirits that would be in our room at night. So it sent us on a journey, you know, um, to really truly understand that these are truly gifts of spirit and this isn't anything, you know, to be afraid of. But we just, you know, we just were born this way, but we, you know, we were able to open up our third eye at such a young age um, and it just never shut. <laughs> but we believe everybody is waking up and their third eyes are being activated right now. And we are in a great time. I mean, people are popping awake like popcorn to see through the world and dimensions we've seen, you know, our whole lives. So it's it's kind of exciting, really. And, and, and Donette, uh, Cameron just you know, mentioned you know, both of you have had you know, third eyes open at an early age, how did growing up on a sacred site, you know, help to develop this gift? Well, I guess um, at age 11, uh, my cousin and I saw something that the best thing we could explain it as um, would be a Bigfoot creature. Um, we both had the experience. We both described the same thing, but just in different uh, language, different terms. Um, she was nine. I was 11. So um, what I said had red eyes and were glowing. She said it looked as though it was crying. Um, and so we we started having these experiences um, and held true to them, you know, from the, it was huge. It, it was at least nine to 12 feet tall and uh, white, and we we stayed with that story and still remain um, very, very <laughs> true to that story. We we have never veered from it, even when people would make fun of us and and uh, you know kids that we saw Bigfoot. Both of us were very adamant in saying yes, we saw something. I don't know what it was, but we saw something, and uh, it was several years ago. Um, our brother was in northern Wisconsin. It was a snowstorm, and he drives semi for a living, and he turned uh, because there was someone walking down the road, he said, and uh, it was kind of running down the side of the road, and he 
turns his head and looks out the passenger side of his semi, and he said it, it came up to the window, and it wasn't until he got past it that he realized that it would have to be <laughs> eight to ten feet tall to be looking into his semi window. So um, all of that ribbing and kidding all of a sudden got very serious for him as well as an adult. So, um, And there's just too many people that have those experiences. So, you know, I opened my heart and my mind to the fact that there's something else out there, and then that also took us to hypnotherapy where um, my hypnosis instructor uh, assisted me through that experience and helped me to understand it a little, little better and a little deeper um, in meaning. So, so that was do, one experience. We had multiple experiences out there, but um, yeah, Donut was this a uh, like ceremonial center where you grew up? The area out like there, inside an earthwork or uh, um, you know, like po- <laughs> uh, wooden uh, post stockade kind of. A structure. Um, it was next to a creek where we saw it, um, and there were there were pine trees. But the trails that went through there is where the old uh, stagecoach used to go through. So oh, okay. um, you know, we're not real sure. Yeah, there's a fur trading post uh, right down the road from where we grew up. Um, so we're not sure necessarily of the the land itself and whether or not there was a ceremonial place, but it definitely was a sacred place. Um, the the Ho-Tunk had bought up the property all around that, knowing that it is a sacred place. We don't know what, you know, just knowing that the veils are hidden there. Right. Oh, okay. um, yeah. Our elder, um, one of our elder teachers, and we've had many wonderful elder teachers, um, but uh, the one that blanketed um, me for doing a, a painting he said that when we said, you know, because when we met him, and we'll get into that story, but I had a million questions, and he had the right answers, um, you know, with the UFOs and Bigfoot and all of that. And when I when I told him about Bigfoot in, in our backyard, he's like, oh, yeah, they're out there. <laughs> they're just very, very matter of fact, um, you know, because they, they've always been here, Right. They've known the land before houses and cities, and and that's why they marked these sacred sites with effigy mounds, so they could be seen from the sky, but also to mark that, you know, this is where the veils are thin. You might find these here, you know, so it's just been remarkable, and there's just so many effigy mounds or portals as they mm-hmm. say, with all the copper and the lime and the water in Wisconsin, that it truly is just like getting plugged into a battery. So I think that probably had a lot to do with working our third eyes and, and expanding our realities, you know, at such a young age. Okay. And you know, when and how did you become involved with the Ho-Chunk tribe? Well, <laughs> where do we start? Well, my brother, um, my eldest brother, when he was in high school, was supposed to be in a car uh, with a, a young Native man by the name of John Thunder, a good friend of his from football and in high mm-hmm. school. And and that young man drowned that night. And, you know, we always knew of my, my brother, um, you know, being so sad about him drowning because he was going to be with them. 
Well, then a series of experiences where people would drive by that site and see him in full regalia um, dancing, and they'd pull alongside the road, and they didn't know him. They just, you know, strangely had brought these stories to me. (laughs) And uh, so he had been seen several times, along with his his grandfather, a chieftain. Um, Our school was uh, the Osseo Fairchild Chieftains. And so that's when he really started coming, just, and he'd start coming to me, just like I'm talking to you here in my ear, um, in the late 90s. And, I mean, it was just like, if you've ever seen the movie The uh, Ghost, where Patrick Swayze is, like, singing, I'm Henry VIII, I, I mean, yep, I was like I a Whoopi Goldberg. I couldn't get away from him. Um, he was telling me of all these stories of my brother and him, and how they went messing around in a boat and he's telling me all these different stories. And then finally I told Dawn about it cause I thought it was losing my mind. And then he started coming to her and, you know, we just had research with Chad Lewis. We went out to the site, um, the big scenic overlook called Buena Vista that he passed away near. And we just didn't know why he was coming through at all. And uh, what point he was trying to make. And he would start telling us, Um, many things that the Ho-Chunk basically said that this is things that we should not know unless we've been in, you know, uh, two ice ages worth of sweat lodges about the times that were coming, Um, that the veils of the spirit world and our world are getting thinner. Um, He told us exactly how we were going to meet his father. And when we meet him to tell him that he's okay, his brothers and sisters are okay, and that we would be doing the new Chieftain logo. And we thought we were crazy. But then he started haunting us along with Mr. Bon Scott, of the former lead singer of ACDC, trying to tell us that we are all one, we're all connected here, there's no red carpet in the afterlife, and any one of you can talk to any one of us. We're, we're here, we're all connected, and we didn't understand that. Um, but he would... He would show us this, and this is one of those teaching us how the spirit world would communicate. Anytime we'd feel or sense him around, the the song Thunderstruck by ACDC would play. And and then Bon Scott started coming through and haunting us just the same. And, you know, we'd laugh and we'd say, oh, sure, oh, sure. Well, a few years, you know, after the logo, and yes, I mean, he told us that, here you'll make this chieftain logo but they're going to change it just do it anyway and we changed it and then the state had changed it so now it is uh because of spiritual reasons but now it's a norse god of thunder um which which john told us it would be so we just you know it it, it, he's just been an incredible spirit guide um but i'll let i'll pass it over to dawn but um so anyway we were doing uh readings down in madison wisconsin and, and Bon Scott had been haunting us for three years. Now, usually when, when spirits haunt us, what we've learned over the years is it can be anybody from, and it, I mean, we have a long, long list of incredible people, but we always say, sure, sure, okay, when are we going to meet their family or when are we going to meet their friends? Because they'll start coming to us because there is no time, right? They already know that we're going to meet them um, before we meet their family. And it's just truly incredible. 
But uh, was sitting down to do a reading in Madison, Wisconsin. This beautiful blonde woman came and sat down and wanted to get a reading. And and there was Bon Scott. And I'm like, okay, I just have to tell you, music will come through very commonly in readings if that has a connection to you and your loved one. But I'm hearing Dirty Deeds by Bon Scott. And she started crying and taking my hand. And she said, tell him I love him and I miss him. And, huh, what? And, and you know, she was the first person to interview uh, ACDC in the States in Madison, Wisconsin. It's written three books about them. And uh, anyway, so before you knew it, you know, we were, you know, in front of Angus Young telling him the whole story um, because Bon had a message not only for Susan but for for uh, for Angus Young and, and the band that he was okay. So it's just truly amazing what they'll do to get their message to their loved ones that it's all going to be okay, You're, you know, to keep going. And, and they have no regret. They have no shame or blame. It's just total acceptance and love. And uh, we all cross over when, when it's our time. We, we get a say in that. How, how did Angus respond to <laughs> uh, hearing your story? Well, Angus, Angus. Uh, well, we ended up giving him one of our music. <laughs> got to promote, you know, to to go down and meet Angus. You know, you got to have a tax deduction. So we did give him our our um, the Muse CD, which I think we'll be giving away a copy tonight. Um, so anyway, it's a hypnosis CD to help you connect with that spirit realm, connect with the creative aspect of yourself, and we like to think that. Angus was using it and, and got the band back together. But uh, we don't have confirmation. How did he respond? Uh, Susan had already informed us that Angus will love this. And he was so very grateful. And and we told him just a quick little, you know, we've met him a few times now. And, and he's just a wonderful man. But uh, he's like, oh, so Bon Scott is your spirit guide, yes, with the Native, like the Native Americans, yes, yes, yes. And he, no pun intended, took our CD and was looking at it, um, and, and giddy as a schoolboy. Um, he was very thrilled. I'm sure, you know, I'm sure a lot of psychic mediums don't hand him hypnosis CDs <laughs> and say, you know, Bon says he's okay, and here you go. <laughs> and and you have uh, the photo with, you and Donette, Susan, and Angus on your website. That was, that was pretty impressive. Uh, at least on our, it, it, yeah, it was, it was, he's a sweetheart. He really is. And it's, you know, Susan has known him since, you know, they were in their 20s. And, you know, when ACDC tickets were $3 a piece, um, <laughs> she's known him for over 40 years. So she's just, they adore her. And, it, you know, but when we met him the first time down in Chicago, we also met him, um, I guess we've met him in Chicago twice. Um, but the first time, it wasn't, it wasn't like, oh, my God, here he is. It was a sense of grace of God flowed over us of we're all one and we are all connected and nobody is better or worse. We're all having a human experience. It was it was a beautiful just it, we were just meeting Susan's friend. Right. But, um, you know, one of the most noted, you know, guitar players in, in the history of the world. <laughs> and it was kind of a challenge as well, because when the, the logo stuff had started, the logo issues in Osseo had began, um, 
John, I believe, uh, set off my alarm system in my, my Jeep Cherokee um, and blared the radio and had the windshield wipers going when I stepped back into my car one day and, and Thunderstruck was playing on the radio. And so I, I said out loud to him, okay, John, let us meet Angus or let us meet the band, they said. And, and, we'll, believe and, and we'll believe you and, and, you know, we'll get busy and, and do this work. And, um, yeah, it was, what, two years later we were meeting Angus Young. Yeah. And the band at that time had not even been together. So um, they had not been putting music out or touring. So we're looking forward to the new album possibly coming out very soon. <laughs> So we're sure that they still have work for us to do. Maybe our Muse CD had a little something to yeah. do with this new new album coming out. Ha ha. But hey, nothing's impossible, obviously. <laughs> well, we've just met so many wonderful people. Like I said, Dawn and I, you know, once we have somebody start coming in, we just never know who it's going to be. And actually, even our younger sister had this happen. Um, shortly after Chris Farley passed away, he started kind of hanging around and jumping around us like Chris Farley would do. And um, our... Um, Was this down our, by the river? You betcha. Uh, he's, he's from Madison, Wisconsin, where Susan's from, so it's not a big surprise. Susan's actually seen him on the streets of Madison just shortly before he passed, but, you know, he passed over in Chicago as well, right actually across the street from where we met Angus, right? Um, so anyway, um, I feel like Chris Farley doing his interview. So, you know, um, anyway, but we, our, our logo designer, um, an artist by the name of Rick Fisk, he's like, wow, gosh, he's a musician. And was just thought it was, it was so intrigued of all the, you know, rock stars we've brought through. And, and uh, I said, yeah, you just never know who's going to haunt us. They said, Chris Farley haunted, you know, us for years. And he got a tear in his eye. He's like, I was good friends with Chris, <laughs> you know. Um, he knew him working at the rehab in Minnesota. So, I mean, in, in the stuff, the messages we had for him were, were valid. And thank you, Rick Fisk, for a wonderful logo that he's designed for our office, Valhalla Haven of Healing in Osseo, and our Mystic Sister logo. He's made us posters. He is so psychic and tapped in. We all are, you know. We really all are. But, uh, yeah, it's it's just so fun to meet. I mean, you take your energy and your humor with you. You know, they t- really do. It's not like all of a sudden they've got angel wings and are like, you know, some advanced being that, you know, they know you're having a human experience and they're going to come through in a way that you know them. I'm going to razz you. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. He's just as. He he bounces across, you know, he bounces around the room, talks just as fast as he did in life. <laughs> okay. It, so you and Dawn have had some experiences in the cities. And, and, and another uh, place you, you know, we uh, spoke about that really intrigued me that may have some more you know, mystical places is um, – you know, Powers Bluff. Can, can you explain? It, it, it sounds like there are ley lines there. Or, you know, you having, you know, oh, what's the importance of this place? Are you having experiences there as well with um, uh, other uh, spirits? 
Well, we could definitely feel the old ones. You could feel them. You might not see them, but you feel them lurking. Um, it was actually an area that, you know, was not um, destroyed by the glaciers. So, you know, all of the tribes used to gather there for ceremony um, and kind of come together in peace and, and share their knowledge and I'm sure share their, you know, beads and, and furs and such um, and have a dance. But there's a quartz crystal there that isn't found anywhere else. Um, so you can feel the vibrational energy there for sure, as well as there's plant life that isn't found anymore, kind of ancient plant life. And I know you, you had said you had had somebody else on the show about these ancient gardens. So it, mm-hmm. it, it truly is a sacred place because, you know, I, I think that those need to be preserved and resource, you know, uh, preserved. And, you know, there could be medicinal plants there that, and that's why they did come to get some of the the medicine and the different plants there. And we're not totally, you know, seasoned experts, but there are the the time we had heard about it is we were on a radio show out of um, Marshville and Stevens Point that had the Friends of Powers Bluff. So there is a foundation set up to preserve this sacred site, and and that's what's wonderful. People are waking up, just like the the other sacred site that you had posted on your wall, uh, Frank's Hill. Um, with a, the Epigy Mounds down in Muscaday, Wisconsin. It truly, and our, our friend Frank Shadowwald, that was the keeper of that, he's crossed over now. But when you go to this place, you know, the whole chunk have told us, you know, this is sacred. You know, it's, it's like Jerusalem or it's like, you know, Stonehenge. This needs mm-hmm. to be preserved because it has so much history and we've got to put the pieces of the puzzle together to help us all right now. So it's, it's, when you come up to Wisconsin, we'll definitely take you there. Okay. Uh, that, that sounds very, very intriguing. I, I like to go there. It, 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 or, uh, you know, one of the guests Barbara has lined up um, later this winter is, Glenn Kreisberg, who uh, is going to be talking about uh, the stone chambers in New England and the Hudson River Valley. Mm-hmm. Or do you have uh, you know, engineered uh, structures like that in Wisconsin? I, I, I've never been there, so I, I'm, I'm trying to learn along with the audience uh, who you know, may not have uh, – been to Wisconsin as well, but you know, are are there stone structures um, uh, at oh. this site, or are there uh, like ley line? You know, are, are are you able to feel the uh, earth energy at, at this place? You definitely can feel the earth energy when you're there at Powers Bluff. Uh, there's also the area where the ceremonial grounds were, where the um, large white pines are still there as well. Um, and if you look around, you can still see the, the marker trees, which is a tree that's been manipulated and bent so that uh, it points out a sacred area. You can still find some of those in the area there. There's also um, uh, grave sites there. And these grave sites were made above ground, which is, which is kind of uncommon. Um, and so it talks a, a little bit briefly about who is, is laid to rest there. But the effigy mounds uh, at Frank's Hill and, and many of them around are also burial mounds 
some of them, not all of them. Some of the effigy mounds, um, you know, have have sacred items in them, but no bodies. Um, we have a friend, Richie Brown, who who does some surveying with uh, Dr. Jim Shears of those sites. Uh, Richie is Ho-Chunk. Um, and so Richie has helped to educate us you know, in, in some of that as well. Um, but there's another site uh, down in southern Wisconsin, Aztelan, um, and underneath the lake there, uh, there is said to be a pyramid. Um, is it Frank mm-hmm. Joseph that has the book on, on Aztelan? Um, and so, you know, if there's anybody out there wants to look more into that, uh, Frank Joseph's book is, is out there on the Aztelan pyramid. And, and, and that was featured on one of Scott Walter's episodes of right. his right. Um, America on Earth show. He took a little, you know, little submarine down the bottom of the lake. Right. right. <laughs> and uh, Dr. Jim Shears has has done a lot of research and surveying. Um, to my knowledge, he was a, a professor at Madison. And, uh, He's a short he guy. Has served- yeah, he has mapped out all the lane lines and structures and where the star charts are. He has done just extensive research, and we do have a few of his books. We're in a hotel room right now, so they're not on us. We don't have our material. We just never know where these interviews are going to go. We don't know if we're going to be talking about <laughs> Nashville, where we work, or, or, you know. So it is. It's just a plethora of, you know, our our hypnotherapy, past life regression work. We just, we like the sampler platter. We like the buffet of spirituality. But what the the site down in, um, in Muscadet at Franks Hill, you know, all of the tribes have these stories and, and legends. And, you know, so they're all working together now to put the pieces of the puzzle together, as they say. And we all have a piece of the puzzle is what our elders say. And, you know, for years they called, there's a, there's a large woman on, on the mound and kind of looks like she has wings. But then they started researching with uh, Ralph Red Fox, a Cheyenne elder that we've done sweat lodge with. And he's quite sure, you know, he's much older than the elders of the Ho-Chunk. He's pretty sure it could be the corn woman mound. Now, many of the tribes have legend of corn woman bringing corn to the people to you know, save them from starving. There were muskox and, and different larger animals after the last ice age. But the story is very much like what white buffalo calf woman, the corn woman, came from the sky <laughs> um, to bring them the, the plant, you know, the corn. And when you, when you lay, <laughs> you can't do this anymore, but back in the day we used to be able to because <laughs> the elders told us to. Um, when you lay on corn woman, it looks like she's pregnant. And for the different solstices and season and growing seasons, she gives birth to the sun and then her head, the sun sets. But when the sun sets, there's another mound, group of mound, because you're up on this big hill in Wisconsin where the 360-degree hill, and you can, you can see the, um, the aerial view on our website or there. But, but then there are other mounds that there's at least, you know, the 12 – 12 mounds that the sun sets on. So they knew what month of year it was like a big calendar that she, Mm -hmm. you know, gave them the knowledge to, to, um, 
to do their planting of the seeds that they had never had before. So it's just truly magical. As well as, you know, um, when Dawn and I first started getting into this crazy work really deep was in 1994 um, when a tornado went through. And I'll, I'll give you back to her. But uh, the, another sacred site we have in Wisconsin is in Janesville where we actually have got our hypnotherapy training and we were able to meet Miracle, the white buffalo calf woman. A very a Sioux story, but the Ho-Chunk have it as well. And I will let you have, I will pass you to Dawn for that story because it truly starts on her farm. Okay. <laughs> oh, do I go then? <laughs> okay. All right. Um, yeah, in 1994, on August 20th, Miracle was born in Janesville, Wisconsin, and she um, was born on the Hyder Farm, which incidentally was the name that they used to call the, the people who would go out and, and skin the buffalo were the Hyders. So that was kind of significant to many people, that it would be born on the, the property of a white family who, who um, you know, their name then was Hyder. Um, so she was born there, and she fulfilled the prophecies of the white buffalo calf woman of turning the four colors of man and woman. Um, and so she fulfilled that prophecy. And um, Owen Mike uh, was the chief of the buffalo clan, the way I understood it at the time, um, who went down and, and was one of the first ones to go down to Miracle and deem her um, you know, part of that prophecy hundreds of thousands of people came to see Miracle, much like, um, you know, the birth of Christ. It was quite similar to that in, in many stories um, where people would come from all over the world to witness and to see and to bring her gifts. And my husband and I had gone down to see Miracle because she was born a week to the day before the tornado um, went through our property um, there were three tornadoes coming directly at us. They came together as one and formed almost a mile-wide tornado, wiping out um, farm after farm around us. And so it was very devastating and very tragic, taking two lives. And so um, so Miracle uh, showed up on the television around the same time as, as all of the information on our tornado was going through. So we did make the pilgrimage then down to see her and to bring a gift. And in doing so, we were able to um, meet the grandfather who resided there, who I, I know was very connected with spirit. He's crossed over now as well, but um, Miracle's pet since passed away. But uh, Chief Arvo Looking Horse uh, carries the the pipe for the, the white buffalo calf woman. I believe he's the 19th. Uh, 19th carrier of that and he received that when he was 12 years old and the white buffalo calf woman prophecy brings about a time of change and great earth change and a great time of change for the people so we're going to fast forward then many years and uh, Tamara and I uh, ended up meeting Owen Mike who was the Ho-Chunk elder who had gone down to Miracle and he ended up feathering us um, one evening and, and telling us little bit more of the work we'd be doing alongside of him and he's crossed over now as well so well the the shaman and elders um you know they because they've had the gift of generations of keeping their third eye open right they can see through the dimensions too they they 
communicate with spirit in in ways beyond um, we can even wrap our mind around. Um, but he had us get our cell phone out and say, videotape this. This is history. When we had told him and, and shared with him our knowledge, and he, you know, he's a warrior. He was, um, you know, he, he gifted us his book on, on the warriors and how the whole chunk deal with post-traumatic stress and, and gave us a lot of um, spirit messages of how we come down here and earth is like a playground. And, but when he, it was just like a blink of an eye, you know, he's like, and then it was like, he looked right through us and, and said, you're here, you're here, you're part of the prophecy. The women of the West, you know, are going to change the planet is, is something the Dalai Lama has said too. But, you know, and it's still unfolding, but, you know, they say the women in, in America have more freedom and, freedom of speech and more power than women anywhere in the world. But we are going to be of assistance to this great change this planet's going through. The elders have talked to us about where the last earth changes were. They pointed out the hills to us that they went into that time stood still and how, you know, a, a wave of light um, swept through the planet and, and uh, then they came out to a new earth and, as a hypnotherapist, you know, we put people under that speak of this as well. You never know what's going to come out when you put people under age regression or past life regression therapy. And if you look at the work of Dolores Cannon, um, it, it truly matches up with all the whole chunk. Um, and Dolores Cannon is very similar to our hypnotherapy instructor that's crossed over, Charlene Ackerman. Um, she was a crystal skull carrier. Um, so, I mean, the, the old ones are back, and, and they recognize, the elders recognize that we're here to help and assist um, the intuitive women um, that are, are like the shaman of the past. You know, people are waking up to their divine intuition. Tara, uh, since you just brought up the... Um, Prophecies. Is there a similarity or a difference with the Mayan prophecy? And the most notable one was December twenty first, twenty twelve. Is there something in that has been prophesized for? It's sometime soon and early 2019, you know, something like that in you know, like the Ho Chunk culture that has, you know, uh, you know uh, really done a lot to uh, bring you into their family. Well, um, Owen Mike, um, also known as Spirit Vision, is Ho Chunk, but you know, the, the tribes of the Dakotas and the Ho Chunk. You know, they've all shared the same knowledge. Um, they, they, they share it over um, from one tribe to another. And they can point, you know, they've been looking through the medicine wheels to where spirit dropped them off. The Ho-Chunk can point to the star system that they came from. They, they have that in their oral history, which, you know, as you know, the oral history is spoken verbatim. They have to learn the medicine and the stories verbatim and sweat lodge. It's not like, you know, the Bible or anything that it can be taken out. Excuse me. But, but 
Yes, very, very similar, working with um, the Mayans as well. We were actually at that prophesied ceremony um, down in, in Baraboo, Wisconsin, where our friend, the Eagle King, who has gifted us with so much of this knowledge of, of the thinning of the veils, of the times that we're in right now, um, he felt very you know, strongly to get this message out that we're going through a time of great change. But in the prophecy is the, the Eagle King, which is our friend Preston Thompson. That was his American white given name. Zsa Jump was his, uh, Eagle King was his name. But um, it was there that the Eagle King and the Condor King from, you know, the South would meet and share knowledge. So, yes, we were at that ceremony in Wisconsin in 2012. And that is, they say, the beginning of a new age. So we're just, you know, we're just getting into this new energy. And I don't think we've ever been here before. And I think we're all waking up to know that it doesn't feel the same as it did before, does it? (laughs) No. And I hope, you know, the difference in feeling is more related to something positive just just down the road. Right. And one of the things that we did at that ceremony um, was we, we held the seeds to our hearts and we put our prayers and our intentions into into those seeds and then we spread the seeds into the sacred fire. And that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing with shows like this with you and Barbara. We're we're spreading our, our knowledge, we're spreading our seeds and and this is our interpretation of what these ceremonies were and what these were um, meant to be. Um, everybody took away their own piece, their own piece of that puzzle. And so as they all walked away, they all walked away with, um, you know, hopefully a little more light in their hearts and hopefully a little more of the vision being revealed to them as to what their job and what their mission is on this earth plane. And, and um you know, and then you turn around and you're right back to doing your, your laundry and, and uh, you know, mopping the floors and all of those things. So, you know, we can take these moments in time and we can hold on to them and we can view them as being sacred moments, but every moment of our life is sacred. And, you know, as Tamara was talking about with the Dalai Lama, you know, such a sense of humor and Preston Thompson knew him and, uh, and told the stories of him and, and, you know, so here's these sacred men still just goofing around and, and you know, joking around. So, um, you know, we're, we're living on this earth plane together. and We're all spiritual. You know, we're right. all, um, there's no hierarchy, as, no. as John would tell. We're all at different stages in advancement in our, in our soul's development. But what the dead tell us is, you know, there's no time. It just seems like it while we're having a, a human experience. But it truly is like a blink of an eye once you're back. So, but the thing is, we are here to be divine creators of our reality. And that's what the whole chunk, you know, when we do sweat lodge, we, we, we don't say, God, please, you know, can you give us this or can you do that? We can create with our collective prayers and our hearts and our voices what it is we'd like to see. And, and what they've really taught us and going to these sacred sites is, Mama Earth has a heartbeat, and there are places where you can feel her heartbeat more. Um, They would go to these sacred sites to pray because the quantum energy was strong there, right? 
So our thoughts are things, and we are divine creators. They say that we are a spark of creator. So we have the same gifts of, of you know, God, creator, whatever you want to call it. In science, they call it quantum physics, right, where it's like the, the thoughts you think create your reality. So in a collective, we can create a new world, and we can give our heart energy and love energy to these sacred sites and and many people are being called now to go on pilgrimages to these sacred sites because they're, it's, you know, the the web is spreading this information out so people are waking up, and mm-hmm. we are all those points of light all over the globe. And we were also told, um, you know, the the sweat lodge we were in was Northern Cheyenne um, with Ralph Red Fox, and so he he brought us in and and we had our sweat there with him. Um, Part of the Ho-Chunk's um, tradition is that we would not have been in a, a lodge with them, um, with the elders there. Um, and, you know, again, we're certainly not experts, but we've been blessed to know a little piece of, of their, their knowledge, um, just a, a fragment or two. Um, but as Preston said, you know, so many of his people still hadn't woke up, and they were, they were working on it you know, little by little. So we were part of that. And so we feel very blessed and honored to be a part of it. Um, Certainly not experts, but a part of it. And we're certainly constantly having downloads, if you will, of that knowledge being brought to us. So when things come through for us to, to tell others, we know too that that's Preston and Owen, Mike and John and, and Rex and many of the elders coming through for us who, who have assisted us and helped us because none of this was in our culture. You know, we can match up and, and pair up some of the information with our Christian background, but, you know, the gift of prophecy and different things is talked about in the Bible most definitely, but it was always kind of a back then, not a right now. <laughs> philosophy. Are, are you guys familiar with the, are you familiar with the earthing movement that's been going on lately? Share it with us. Earthing. Um, it has to do with the fact that we have separated ourselves from the Earth Mother so much with right. concrete and asphalt and wood. Right. And the the theory is that, that if we go barefoot for at least 10 or 15 minutes a day, yes. we can reattach right. ourselves to the heartbeat of the Earth Mother. And once that happens, um, it, it has a <clears throat> it, it has a. a a way of of taking away inflammation from our bodies if we give it a chance. Right. right. Oh, absolutely. Not it only, um, you know, under the earth, you know, there's aquifers. And if you're familiar with Dr. Emoto's work on water, thought, and frequency, um, what we've been told to do when we go to the lakes and the rivers and the streams, we, we pray, we send our love and our high frequency to these waters because, yes, they have held a lot of negative energy from from war and from anger and from, you know, a lot that's happened, a lot of, you know, war and strife. So that is a global message. And because we are coming into a time of more balance, you know, we all have masculine and feminine energy within us. Um, but we are all to give our love and gratitude to the earth and, and, and she'll heal us, you know, she'll, she takes care of us on all ways. And I think that's 
what we've disconnected from. We don't realize we are part of her. <laughs> she is our, you know, they call her mother because she nurtures us, you know, she she feeds us, she, you know, gives us a wonderful earth experience. And, and you know, they say that the earth is flipped, you know, 14 times because we just couldn't figure it out. We, you know, our <laughs> egos, our human sense of self, you know, our our human sense of self just, you know, for the most part, people are good, but I don't know. I don't think we've ever been here before. <laughs> and and well, we've been calling well, it plugging in. We didn't know yeah, what people were doing it. We were just doing it because we were told to from spirit. So we'd, we'd say, oh, we just got to plug in, and we'd go out and spend some time outside. So it's great <laughs> well, there, that it there actually have... has a name now. <laughs> there have been for, for at least five mass, four or five mass dis- destruction um, you know, a series that we've been through and going back to starting from single cells again. So, you know, if the right. earth gets tired of us and, and says, you know, no, you're well, on the wrong track, let's go, go back to well, square one. Right. Well, and, and, and it's always changing, right? I mean, it's hard for us yeah. to wrap our minds around what's doing, what's happening and time and, and reality. But, um, you know, a lot of people that are getting the prophecy under hypnosis Talking about this new Earth concept, there there will be a split this time, where the world there will be two Earths, one that people choose to be in the frequency of low vibration. They'll go through their, you know, I believe very much like it has been in our Bible prophecy of Sodom and Gomorrah of like don't look back, don't look at fear, you know, just just we're we're trying to evolve here, right? So. We want to be in the <laughs> highest frequency of love and light and letting go. What if everybody was psychic? That's what's happening right now. You know, what if everybody was empathic and everything you did to others, you'd have to feel and experience yourself? What if everybody could read your mind? What if everybody had the gift of prophecy? What a different world it would be, right? So I believe, you know, because we've had this so long there are people waking up, like I said, like popcorn every day, meditation, you know, cleaner food, you know, doing things that raise your frequency very much like um, we worked down in, at Nashville uh, Colon Care and Wellness, Wellsville as well. We satellite down, at there, down there and the sweat lodge, you know, the infrared saunas, the sweat lodge, these are ancient things that help purify us. So these frequencies and these light codes and these upgrades can truly help us, they say, activate us and activate our, our third eye so we can really truly hear spirit. And it's, it's like a radio station, right? You've got you to gotta make the channel clear. And that's for us is... we, can, we can either open up and wake up or, you know, the earth will continue. It's up to us whether we want to continue. So, you know, the earth will just shake us off. (laughs) Is music playing a role in this as well? Pardon me? Is music incorporated Uh into the frequencies you're talking about, the vibrations? I definitely believe it is. Um, and you know, we have a few musician friends who are really looking into that more and, and messing around with the hurts versus healing. 
Um, mm-hmm. Brian Besky is a, a dear friend of ours who has been working with music therapy, and and uh, we have a nephew who has autism, and so you know we're going to be talking with Brian a little more about about uh, you know assisting him with that. And so um, well, I think that's a new avenue that's right. just waking up, and and yet um, we have a gentleman from uh, the UK who who has space sounds in his music, um, sounds from outer space. And so um, he's allowing us to use some of that in our hypnotherapy as well. So um, so that's just a <laughs> – we're just opening up to that. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, well, the, sol- the solfigio music has been around for a long time, and people are just mm-hmm. now beginning to understand the different – Hertz, Hertz levels and, and, you know, what they apply to and how they can use them. Right, right. So, yeah, um, you know, we, we have Valhalla Haven of Healing. So um, that's our, our office, the name of our office. And, and so we're always looking for new forms of healing, new forms of, of understanding. And, and, you know, it's when we think we've, we've heard it all, something else comes in. <laughs> Always the way. Right. Well, and um, working with our Mayan friends, you know, they they don't believe that there's any, you know, coincidence that the heartbeat of, of music is, is Music City, right? Um, when you go there, that portal, you know, it's, it's very creative. It's very vibrational. A lot of people go there for healing. And uh, so I think it, it truly, I mean, you can feel the difference in Dr. Emoto's work that he did with music too. You know, music has a frequency and uh, he would play like classical with the tones because each tone, you know, uh, resonates in the body at a different vibration, right? Each, mm-hmm. each chakra system. So he would play like a classical music and then he'd be, play, you know, and he'd take pictures of the water crystals and they'd be beautiful like Mozart and, you know, all this channeled beautiful divine music. And, and you know, the, the spirit world has definitely shown us that there is definitely music in heaven, right? But, um, but then he'd play like, you know, death metal and that same water crystal would be like polluted and shattered and, you know, mutated. So, I mean, we definitely you know, can feel that frequency in, within our body. And as Reiki masters, too, we always play, you know, um, toning music while we're giving Reiki treatments and energy treatments. But uh, you can definitely feel the vibrations going through your hands when you're, when you're we're giving Reiki and when it's in the room. You, you can feel where it is in your note. Just like, you know, when somebody pulls up and is playing bass music, you can feel that in your root chakra. The Native Americans knew this um, in their dance and their music and, and with their drumming, it would connect you with the earth, the heartbeat of the earth, you know, um, with the balancing out. Even the the dancing they do, the hop, pop, hop, pop, you know, um, balances out the meridians in the brain. So these, these ancient cultures knew how to stay in balance, knew how to, you know, get healing and vibrational energy through their body, through music, through sound, through, through dance. So it's just been, I think it's just, it's just really fascinating. No, it you know, is. I, <clears throat> this mind. is only, uh, you know, I'm just going to uh, just interject it. Um, this is only our fourth show 
uh, fortunately, uh, we aren't already repeating guests, but <laughs> uh, you know, this is uh, uh, just the first time you've been on with Barbara and me. Ho- hopefully, we can do this um, many more times. But you know, I, I, I just uh, I, I, I think you conveyed. Um, you know, and just, just some really great messages as you know, Barbara and I get started. You know, just you know, I think this is what um, you know, we're trying to develop is something thought provoking. Uh, you know, uh, um, just something wholesome, and I'm mm-hmm. just very glad that that, that you've. Uh, you know, we've been able to, you know, as, as Barbara and I get to know you mm-hmm. and the audience gets to know you, um, uh, it, it, it's just been a very enlightening uh, dis- discussion as, you know, we've kind of take, taken you know, just a few comments from other, you know, you know the three previous shows and you know, you've developed them even more. And I, you know, I think we're all... You know, just getting something out of what both of you have contributed to the discussion. Oh, well, well, thank you. Thank oh, you. you guys are awesome. And I, I prophesize that this show goes on and on and on and on. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, this show has been going on and on and on for 10 years, so I don't see it stopping awesome. anytime soon. Um, we do, we do have a couple of people that have called in for readings, and I know you guys said that you'd be um, okay with doing them. Mark, if that's okay, we got these two. One lady's been sitting here for almost an hour. Okay, oh. uh, 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 let's get to her then. Let's, okay, let's let's, let's, let, uh, let's do some readings and. Okay, we we've got uh, just a couple people, and and then we can go back and talk a little bit more. Okay. Wonderful. Uh, uh, let's do that. Okay. Wonderful. Okay, Carol. <laughs> Hi, Carol. Hi. Are you are you awake still? <laughs> oh yes, I'm intrigued, and I do want to make one comment, if I could, really quickly, before sure, I get sure, my. Carol. Um, <clears throat> you were talking about music, and music is really something very personal to me, and um, I was fortunate to put a few rock concerts on, and. Um, a few music festivals throughout my time here in northern Wisconsin. And I just want to go back to saying that music is the one thing that connects everybody in the world. It doesn't have to be the same language, but the music itself can connect everybody in the whole world, always. And Absolutely. I believe that. And I, while you were talking about that, I popped into my head the old Coke commercial. Remember? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like the, and the world is saying. <laughs> creates harmony. And it creates harmony throughout the whole world. And and it was like one of the best commercials ever on TV. Because it was everybody from every walk of life. And from Absolutely. every scope of the net of, of the world. Was in that Do you know commercial. who wrote it? <clears throat> no, I don't. Barry Manilow. Oh, I did know that. Right. Um, I just wanted to point that out because 
you guys were talking about, you know, does music have a vibration, blah, blah. Yeah, no kidding. It's been it's the very first people on earth in music, you know? Well, absolutely. Absolutely. So, I, I just wanted to point that out because whether it's in the same language or not, the actual music itself, and actually I just watched August Rush tonight, which was ironic that this would even come up. I just finished watching it before I called in. Um, what a great way to feel the vibrations. I mean, everything has um, rhythm, um, from the grass blowing in the wind to the trees, which I'm listening to outside my window right now in the storm, to the raindrops, to the... It all has a rhythm. And it doesn't always have to be actual physical music, but everything in the world has rhythm. And if you stop and listen, it creates harmony. And I'm so lucky to live where I live because you're talking about the concrete world that you live in. I get to live in on a lake and in the woods, and I get that energy from the water and the the trees. I, I'm able to hike and I hunt, and I'm out in the woods, and I'm hugging trees every day. And you want to hear the heartbeat of, of Mother Nature, hug a tree every day for 10 minutes. You know what? Yeah. You're going to feel a lot better about yourself. That's Absolutely. true. say. <laughs> I like Carol's idea about music uh, unites the world uh, more than math. Oh, yeah. Music is math. Music is math. <laughs> you know, really, you know, music really is math with its toning. And, I mean, the whole universe is math. You know, Nikola Tesla said, if, you know, you knew the power of three, six, and nine, you'd have the secrets to the universe, Right. And Carol's right, you know, with music connecting us all over. And I think that's why Spirit brought us ACDC because, you know, our friend Susan that you've had on your show, um, Mark, mm-hmm. um, uh, you a know, few times. She, she's been brought over to Serbia, you know, she's brought over, she, the Italian government, you know, uh, brought her over as an ambassador for ACDC for tourism because, I mean, you get over to Europe and I mean yes they're big in the states for sure but you go to Italy and I mean here's all these Italian speaking you know or Serb in Serbia um, our friends uh, Band X from Serbia that had um, we've you know conversed with them as well um, you know they're an ACDC cover band but you know they speak Serbian and folk music is popular in Serbia so rock music is just getting over to Serbia but but, yeah, they don't even know the language, but they are singing it, you know, and it sounds just like ACDC, even though they might not even know what the words mean, which I think is truly fascinating because there's obviously something beyond words in their music. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay, Carol, do you have a question? Um, you know what? I know that these girls are pretty psychic, so I'm just going to let them tell me what's happening in my world and what can I look <laughs> forward to. Well, I've already uh, I pulled some cards for you, Carol, and Yay. you are yes, you are truly starting to step in your power. You you are a high priestess. You are a, you are another us. You're another mystic sister, as you know. But spirit really wants you working on your independence, mm-hmm. just your true joy wherever you are. But the good thing is here, right by that independence, when you truly love thyself, what's right next to you here is true love, Guinevere. 
and uh, also guiding children. You're incredibly good with with educating young people about, you know, our universe, you know, as a public speaker, as, you know, about the, the music, about the message. You, you have a wonderful um, ability to be a teacher to the youth. Thanks. I, I hope I am. I have a 17-year-old. I'm trying to get him to college, so... <laughs> <laughs> Well, get him off the college picture. <laughs> well, well, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I was just, just going to ask Carol, uh, what does your son want to study in college? He's actually going to go for golf management to UW Stout, oh. and which is ironically close to where um, some of these. Uh, sacred grounds are going to be right yeah down in um, Menominee our, our father actually retired from University Stout so it's funny yeah. that he'd be going there but there is a sacred site you know so many of these sacred sites um, and I'll get back to your reading here in a minute Carol because some stuff is coming in I'm just telling them to wait. Um, but one okay. of the sacred sites, um, many of these sacred sites, uh, they put devil in the front of, if you have ever noticed, devil's tower, devil's lake, devil's. But there's mm-hmm. one called devil's punch bowl in Menominee that yes, your son would have to go check out. But they, <laughs> several people have seen gnomes, seen little el- little gnomes, you know, three foot high with the red hat. So you don't have to go to Ireland to see these little people. You can see them right there in, in uh, and the creature sightings, the gnome sightings. There's just said to be that Wisconsin has more paranormal activity than any state in, in the country. And I think it is because of these ley lines and these copper beds. And I know as uh, up, up in the Northwoods, we know from our Ho-Chunk, there's huge copper deposits. Well, you mix copper, you mix water, you mix mix that limestone. It is a very, very sacred place that you live up there. Well, millions for hundreds of years, they made money on the copper mines up here. Right. And you can find out more of that story in Chad Lewis's uh, book, Chad and Terry Fifth, of Unexplained Research, Wisconsin, the Road Guide to Wisconsin Haunted Location. So. Has that story in it? Oh, too. the punch, devil's punch devil's bowl. Yeah. Punch bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah, j- 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 just to link in what uh, Carol just said, uh, you know, I need to make a, another shameless plug for the Ancient Artifact Preservation Society um, conference coming up this weekend in Harris, Michigan. Oh God, I love Harris, Michigan. Okay, yeah, that's the yeah, um, I have to. Alan Casino? Yep, that's it. I love it. Best music venue ever. <laughs> <laughs> I believe Richie and Jim Shears have spoke up there as well on the, the copper deposit. Yeah, uh, that that is this weekend, oh. October 5th through Sunday, October 7th. Oh, oh my God. Gosh, you know what I just thought of? This is so weird. Okay. A year ago, just about this year, I found a dead guy on the side of the road up in um, Bergland or, or Rockland, Michigan. And guess what his job tag was? He was the new copper mine um, 
supervisor, you know, head of the chopper mine. And he had a heart attack, and I happened to come upon him on the road, and I found him. How oh, my goodness. Well, that's his standing next right. to me then. <laughs> oh, oh, well, that's, well, that's interesting. For the copper mine. He was just hired like two weeks prior. And now well, here we're talking yeah. about the conference and everything else. That's weird. Well, well that's. That's what happens when the Mystic Sisters are here. We're going through a great, great time of purification, and and I I am feeling somebody standing next to me, so that could be him. And I feel like he he got that through. Uh, just kind of take that note. See, it's all interconnected. There's no coincidence in that, Carol. But I did want to share with you. Um, I know we've kind of been very ADD with this reading, but I'm really getting the download that. Keep the faith and expect miracles. You've been doing good work, and I know it feels like, you know, um, you're kind of getting impatient with God delivering true love to you and more balance. But just be open to receive everyday miracles. Keep your heart open um, because there's going to be some magic coming very soon in your life. Um, I I am feeling travel. So just, just put that. You know, I'm feeling like it is out west in the western part of of the country. So just be aware that travel is coming in your near future. So you don't have to be in the the northwest. I hope it's on that train train that you can drink beer and see Colorado. Because I just noticed I want to take you back. Carol, if that's what you want to do. (laughs) Do you think I'm going to put love on the train? Well, it is out west, so just be open to receive that. Um, oh my goodness! Um, God bless Wisconsin. That's our Wisconsin. I hope more. I hope more Wisconsinites call in because they're they're easy to read. They're easy to read. No, um, hey, and definitely. Look- How about our brewers going to Colorado? That's got to be science. <laughs> That is exciting. I love your your youper your accent from the Northwoods. It just it's cute. You know, it's even though you're what three four hours away from us, you guys really um, you know a lot of people think we're Canadian, but you definitely um, have that youper. I love it. I love it, Carol. Well, you'll definitely go out to Colorado, all in good time. I do feel like it. Yep, keep manifesting. Keep it in your visualizations. You know, we always tell people, you know, if you have something that you're feeling called to a sacred place in Colorado, definitely being one of them, just you don't just set your intention, and before you know it, you'll be there. It's happened with Donette and I. Just the strangest places where where we feel called, and before you know it, we're there. And uh, we we never have to know how we're going to get there or why. But before you know it, if you know, the signs keep start rolling in of like, am I going to do this? There's a good chance that yes, yes, you will. Um, like I said, Dawn and I will get a sense of where we're going and, you know, we'll start receiving little signs and email or somebody will start talking about it. And that's just a good indication it's coming closer and closer and not to freak out about it, not to get impatient about it. And it might not be immediately. But, and, and that's the thing, patience is a virtue, right? But before you know it, 
there you are. That is not my biggest virtue. (laughs) What's that? Patience is not my biggest virtue. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's where meditation and just learning to let it go. We're all having to really be patient. You know, I'm not an astrologer, but our astrologer friends have talked about, I mean, how we have been hammered the last five months with many, many, you know, the the Ho-Chunk people have their star charts too. So the ancient ones knew that the stars, you know, as well as the Mayans um, knew that everything has a cycle and a rhythm and a season. And uh, we, they're all saying we've never been here before, but it looks very similar to, you know, times in the past that we've went vacation and soul advancement, you know, to get to this, to, to get, to the next step up the Mayan, um, the Mayan uh, pyramid, you know, of consciousness. So, I mean, yeah, we're just, we just keep getting better and better. And, you know, patience is a virtue when we believe in time. <laughs> I've had a pretty awesome life already, so I can't imagine it's going to get any worse. What's that? I said I've had a pretty awesome life already, so I can't imagine it'll get any worse. No, gratitude is the key because, you know, we're having a human experience and gratitude and keeping your heart open. You know, the Hopi, the Hopi's one prayer is just thank you because they know they don't, they don't pray for rain. Like it's not going to come. They go out, you know, the natives, they go out and imagine it raining. So imagine yourself, use that visualization from your heart of what it would feel like sitting on the beer train in Colorado. <laughs> what love and joy would you bring to Colorado, right? So, you know, oh, set your intentions. <laughs> uh, K- Carol, is being on Nightlight the highlight of your life? It is. <laughs> I think I might become a radio personality. No. <laughs> I'm on the all the time. I think you're Second also thought, I call it all the time. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> you have a third party there. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your contribution. Good luck with your son at Scout. And, oh, thank uh, you. I mean, I love these cards, though. I mean, these are just a very positive cards. They're, they're telling like you, you you know, I love any time the true love card comes in, you know. I'm a Taurus. I'm heart-ruled. And a lot of people know, you know, there's there's a lot of divorce around 10 years ago on the planet, right? Because what, oh, yeah. what, what you know, what the, what the um, <clears throat> astrologers say is that was the end of a timeline and we're coming into a new one. So... You know, relationships are really under the spotlight right now. So we love and we learn from each wonderful relationship. But to bring more love into the planet, I think everybody needs to get along. And I think everybody wants more love and relationship and harmony. That is true, not only with our significant other, but within our own immediate family, too. So. Oh, absolutely. Yep. And, and the independent card is here, too. So it's always one of those things that I don't think relationships are ever going to look the same again on this planet because they're they're not going to be codependent, right? <laughs> they're not going to be codependent um, because we are all self-sovereign beings and we allow without guilt, blame, or shame for everybody to grow and advance and be where they need to be, where they're called to be, that brings more joy and love in their life, right? So there yeah. is no separation. There is no separation, even if somebody's far away. 
they're right here in our hearts always. You don't have anything from my mom, do you? Oh, sweet Carol. Oh, sweet Carol. I see her sitting right next to your dad knitting and just like rocking back and forth. You feel like you have to be her, but you can be the daughter sometimes too. And it's okay. It's okay. I'm really feeling like you've really, really been missing her lately too, haven't you? She's showing me you you in the fetal position. Just, you know, imagine, just ask for her to wrap wrap around you. Feel her wrap around you if you're having one of those hard days where you just are exhausted. You know, mothers love to come and wrap their love and her energy around you. Really, when I got the the Mother Mary card, it, it's very much with the Divine Feminine and the Divine Mother. So just when you need that balance and grace. That was my mom's name, Mary. Well, the Mother Mary card would make sense now, wouldn't it? And she's she's the one that's going to be bringing you miracles. So really, you know, with each decision you make, it's okay to ask. Ask your higher self. Ask mom. Don't forget you can ask, but it's easier to ask when you lay on your side and she can put her arms around you. And she's going to be doing a lot of healing um, it, while you sleep with you, Um in the near future too. And she's, she's continuously gives you got, you know, showers you with love and God's grace. And I just feel, um, you know, holding a rose quartz up to your heart will just keep your heart open and, and pure and, and full of love. But, um, she's also showing me, um, do yellow roses make sense to you with her? Um, no, not with her, but with my grandma. Oh, well, that is that her mother? No, it would be my dad's mom. Okay, because I'm seeing the yellow roses. So the grandma's mother's and the feminine energy is very much around here. Um, so remember, you can talk to all the ancestors at any time. And I'm definitely feeling a lot of feminine energy in a very masculine house, okay? So know that you are... You know, you have backup, <laughs> even though sometimes it only feels like it's just like you against the men. You have backup, but, you you know, pray and ask for that. In meditation, they will give you, I feel like they've also been trying to come through in dream time with you. So just, just be open to receive. And you can even ask before dream time to have them weave. We call it dream weaving. Even if they don't show up physically, you can ask the prayer to have them, you know, ask and believe and you shall receive. And it might not come right away, but you can ask them to show up in your dream time and, and, and they will. It might not be right away, but they will. And, and give you one of those visits so you can really feel like they were really, really there. That would be great. And okay. she also gives you She's giving you an eagle feather, and I know we've got to wrap this up. So thank you so much. She gives you the eagle feather. What's that? Thanks, Carol. Ladies, keep the vibration high, and it was great to talk to you. Thank you. Thanks for calling. Have a great night, Carol. Okay. I think we went Um, up for seven minutes. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, but we don't have a long line, so we, we can do that. Um, next one is Jeannie. Jeannie, you're Hi. on the air. Hi. How are you ladies doing? Excellent. Excellent. It sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're having fun. You know, this is our first time with Mark and Barbara, and uh, that Carol, she was sure chatty, wasn't she? <laughs> she was. She Boy, was. Absolutely. I, I, I enjoyed listening to her reading. She 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 was spot on, wasn't she? Isn't she another mystic sister? <laughs> yeah. And so well, are you guys, you, is it Jeannie? Yes. Wow. Jean or Jeannie, okay, well, whatever whatever comes through. Okay, well, um, and I will definitely ask Barbara or Donette to chime in. Um, but ask your question, Jeannie, and let's let's tune um, in for you. Well, she was uh, Carol was talking about her her kids going to college. Well, my third boy is just finishing um, college, so I'm kind of um, lost at trying to find my own creative outlet. I am, yeah, I've done nothing but kids since 19 years since I was 19 years old, mm-hmm. and I'm I kind of I just can't find another direction for myself. Right, right, and that. That happens to so many of us, that empty nest syndrome, but then who are we? Because we've been mothers for, you know, so many years that that's our role, and all of a sudden we're taken out of it. And I've been watching that sitcom, The Goldbergs, and and uh, I love the mother on that because it's just so fitting and so me. Um, <laughs> so, I'm familiar with that show. How, you know, <laughs> how her children, you know, she wants to keep them dependence on her so that she has a role and a job in life you know so (laughs) but you know being a grandmother's fun too and and they come back they really do because there's going to come a time where they need you um but the high priestess card uh came up in in uh the cards that Tamara drew for you and and that's definitely what this time is for is for you to be that high priestess to be that matriarch of the family to pull yourself up and and remember who you are. You know, they tell us many times to go back to the age where we felt the strongest, which was maybe like 11, 12, 13 years old, before we really got so intermingled into all our hormones and all of that good stuff. But to remember who we were when we were brought to this planet and and brought here to, to have this little mission. And, you know, and then boys come into the world and our scope or families and and then we forget who we are because we're just busy doing the day-to-days but but we're still we're still there you know we're still continuing to to do the work of creator so um you know our home our 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 hearts is is our heart you know our hearts and our hearts are one and the same so what we've created um in our homes is is what we hold in our hearts and will continue to hold in our hearts. Um, so that's the job that was it uh, Jackie O'Nass that said, if I fail with my children, then I failed at life, something of that, that nature. Um, and that's true, you know, that, that was your job. So stepping into your role as the high priestess now um, and taking that, that love of family and, and stepping forward is your mission right now. And this is the cycles and rhythms of your life. Um, so, um, you know, it's a, a time of purification. It's a time of 
of purifying your home and purifying your thoughts. Meditation would be something that would be very helpful for you right now. Um, There's so many great YouTubes out there now that you can tap in just about for anything you can imagine. And it it does help to ground and center us um, and help to give us that vision that maybe we're too busy during the day time hours to to collect our <laughs> our marbles. <laughs> yeah, not a lot of time for a lot of things. <laughs> right. So, you know, if we can take that 15 20 minutes and meditate, um a lot will come in for you in that that short period of time and and then what we know, Tamara and I from hypnosis, um meditation expands. You know, the more we do it, the more we expand on it, the more will come in and the quicker it comes in. So, the more you do it, the better you'll you'll. Uh, oh, I understand that completely. That awesome, awesome. So. I, I feel your pain. I'm an empty nester too, um, so I, I understand. I had to being a hypnotherapist. I literally had to make myself a self hypnosis to let myself know that I've taught them all I can, and mm-hmm. that and to and to remind myself of how free and old and wise I felt at that age, right? I mean, it's okay that they don't want, you know, that they don't want to be around us as much, you know? And it was very hard on my heart because my whole life was making their life perfect, as perfect as I could, protecting them, you know, making sure they had everything. So there was a tremendous void, right? There's a tremendous, like, well, now what, (laughs) you know? So, you know, we have to learn to, you know, there is something about, you know, you're kind of rediscovering yourself. It's a new cycle and a new rhythm of your life. So, yes, you're going to take the good with it, but this is, honey, you've got freedom, you know. You have freedom you don't even know what to do with. So why not open your heart to expand on these creative endeavors? I am seeing that uh, doing some house remodel is in even just changing it up so it looks different. Um, and there might be some tears with it, you know, when you're painting over, you know, some of the colors and stuff, but make it uniquely yours. And that's going to be a tremendous feeling. So you're not looking in the room, you know, singing memories like the corners <laughs> of my mind, you know, it's like, Embrace the good in this new cycle and rhythm. Let them know that they, Absolutely. you know, yes, you know, yes, the house is still here, and your favorite snacks will be here. But you know, your bedroom might be my meditation room now, <laughs> and you know, so I mean, it's okay to take your house back. It's you know, in 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 you know, kids don't kids want you to keep everything the same, and yes, you'll keep, you know, perhaps the salt shaking. Ask them what they don't want changed and then work on that with them. But I do see, like, recreating your house is going to open the right side of your brain again to create. And that's very meditative, right? It's like you can listen to your higher self and your angels and your intuition when you do that. And I do feel, is your mother crossed over? No. Okay. I am feeling a feminine energy, so it may be a grandmother. Um, But I am feeling like... is she was she a cross stitcher? No, my sister in law was a cross stitcher, and um, oh. okay. She what I'm over. seeing is home. Okay, what I'm seeing is home sweet home. 
cross-stitched mm-hmm. home sweet home. So I, I, whatever that is, I am feeling like a, a <laughs> she feels kind of motherly to you. I don't know why I'm feeling mother, but uh, she's showing me cross-stitching. So getting a, a, you know, getting some of those old, um, old crafts, you know, some of those meditate is very meditative, right? And starting mm-hmm. to have things that you can connect with the spirit realm because you definitely are a mystic sister as well. You're highly intuitive. Once you start learning more about that, you're going to see that you have a lot of love and a lot of gifts to give to the planet that, you know, that are you, not mom, not wife, not daughter, but your authentic self um, that you came here to be. And one of the things that a dear friend asked me one time was, well, I was about 49, 50 years old and he, at that time, and he said, what are you going to do with the other half of your life? <laughs> and it really left me thinking, wow, he's right. Our life expectancy is, you know, well over 100 at this point. So, yeah, I've got another half of my life to think you're about. Just, so. You're just getting started. <laughs> you're just getting started. So, And we, you know, on the planet, you know, living your joy. Have you seen the movie The Secret, um, Jeannie? Yes, I have. So I, your guidance I'm, I'm very familiar with it. Yes. Um, it's time to put some new things on your vision board, right? Um, new places to, to expand upon. Um, just that's kind of a fun tool to really start using your intuition. You, mm-hmm. you know, to really start um, opening it and expanding because this is what we have found. Don and I've made many, many vision boards. You know, mm-hmm. we always say for what comes first, the vision board. You know, the chicken or the egg, the vision board or the manifestation. We truly believe that we already know to some certain degree what we're going to put on our vision board of potential realities. And it might not be delivered exactly how we think it is, but it will be delivered. Um, But, you know, taking action towards those dreams, because I am seeing some international travel for you. Um, I think your your prosperity is also going to be growing beyond. I'll take it. Yeah, you you are definitely um, an incredible saleswoman. So pretty much you're great at, you know, you're a great counselor, and, but you're a great saleswoman. You can sell, you know, what do they say, you know, white gloves to, you know, a, a man eating a banana popsicle or a, a ketchup popsicle. Uh, there's a little bit <laughs> barley humor there too. Um, but, you know, you are a really incredible saleswoman. Um, and, I mean, this sounds like a pitch, but I, if you have you gotten into the essential oils at all? Oh, I have. Yeah, I have. I have a set of uh, of my favorites that I use. Okay, well, but, look into that and see. I don't even sell them, but my sister does. But um, mm-hmm. I, I really am seeing you selling some high vibrational, um, doing some marketing, and really having your own money is really, really important to you um, to expand upon that because you just want to get away. You just want to travel. And it, it you'll settle into this freedom before you know it. So um, anyway, thank you so much for calling in. I'm excited. Oh, thank you. For I, it. Appreciate. I have enjoyed you ladies we, immensely. Oh, we, we do have to um, move on. We have another caller. Excellent. Thank you so much, Jeannie. Thank Bye. you. Good luck. Bye. Thanks, Jeannie. <laughs> 
Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Hi, 530720, you're on the air. Hi, ladies. Hello there. Hey, I was wondering if you could take a look into my finances. Into your finances. That's Ooh, I like these. Um, well, right away, it's bright future. So, And infinite supply. Nice. We are definitely all having to look at our finances right now, right? And uh, it, it's money's energy, too. It's what we have gratitude for, we get more of. And just when we think that, you know, just when we think creator doesn't have a, a solution, boom, there it is. Meditation is a very important tool for that. You know, visualize prosperity coming in and then take action, right? But it will come in exactly the time you need it. Um, I am feeling a little bit of, you know, and, and go to a sacred place and, and, and put your prayer and intention. Visualize you having abundant, abundant life. We had just talked about the movie The Secret. It's a great starter tool for visualizing, not just visualizing stacks of money, but visualizing what your experience would be if you had financial freedom, right? Visualize and feel what it would feel. Imagine what kind of lifestyle you would have doing certain things if you had all the prosperity of the world, you know. Um, I am feeling um, a relationship issue kind of made you not, necessarily feel your worth but um but you're getting over that as your heart heals you're going to be expanding and realizing that the world is going to definitely take care of you and expand upon once you get the hang of this i feel like a snowball at the the top of a mountain once you get in the the hang of this prosperity thing you are just going before you know it, it's going to be rolling faster down the hill and it's going to be a big boulder so just be aware that it's coming keep the faith keep taking action um meditate on and even observe never be afraid to ask you know um letting go of ego you know sometimes we have to you know be humble and humble ourselves but but definitely I'm seeing a lot of expansion here. Being bold nice. and courageous, being bold and courageous and, and taking some new leaps of faith. You know, when we are growing financially, and I can tell you I'm a divorced woman and I'm starting all over again as well. And I've been able to experience um, so many times that, you know, just when you think, it's never going to show up. It comes in ways you could never make, you know, you, you could never imagine. But so I am just an advocate of keeping the faith and listening to spirit. You know, Don and I make good money now, you know. Um, you know, we, we're, we're nationally known and we do international readings, but and have a, two wonderful locations that we work out of, you know, throughout the year. And we couldn't do that if we didn't, listen to spirit and trust and know what is available to us. And, you know, doing this work for 20 years in a small town, being this my primary job, it is, you know, even though more and more mystics are waking up all around the planet, there's more than enough to go around. There will never be enough intuitive readers. Donette and I teach and train 
people how to channel this high vibrational message and 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 tune in and but I am just seeing you you're really good with your money honey you are really good with your money and when you have gratitude for it and you you know I am seeing you know there's a manifesting money technique and they're showing me this um, of putting a hundred dollar bill in your wallet and we call it seed money right and every time you see that $100 bill, you have gratitude because you need to know that it's always there. It's very metaphoric, but it's like a magnet. You, you know, keep telling yourself, I keep attracting money. As a hypnotherapist, you have to watch your words and if they are seen of lack. So I feel like this is a generational family thing of there's never enough money or where does all the money go? You know, um, start shifting your vibrational because words have vibration, as we said. Start speaking of wealth. Speaking of it just, I just keep showered. I keep attracting money. I keep, you know, finding money. Keep, you know, tell the universe what you want, even if it feels like an illusion. Put your debt on hold. You know, that's right over there. Quit looking at debt. Look at prosperity, okay? It, it, it's truly getting to pivot. And Staying in a high vibrational place with your heart open to love has a lot to do with that as well. So it's wherever you want to put your focus. And that is an ancient teaching that truly has been kept from us. If you've seen the beginning of that that movie, but the sacred knowledge is back, right? And with the faith of a mustard seed, with the faith of a mustard seed, you can move mountains. Our Ho-Chuck friend Richie said, you know, it's just as easy to ask for a million dollars as it is a hundred. And it's true. It's true. You know, you can ask for a button or a castle. And uh, we just, we're all learning. We're all students in this, right? So learning from, you know, master classes and master people that have mastered it, you want to ask them, and sometimes it can be uncomfortable when we're, we're shedding old loving belief systems from our family dynamic of our ancestors, right? But the ancestors are really around us now to show us that a, that's an old, outdated belief, you know, from the Depression. Sisters, our grandparents had the depression, and but they want to help us with our prosperity now. They want to help remind us that that's just an illusion, you know, there's there's billionaires being made every day, so there's no lack. You know, there is no lack. It's just right. that's what you want. It, it, it's just truly what sometimes there's money blocks. But actually, actually, as we speak of this right now, my hands are heating up, and I am sending you a clearing to clear those false beliefs that there isn't enough within you. Clear those those blocks of wealth. So you can you, – you'll probably start – seen right after this and I'd love to hear a testimonial of this but they're really wanting me to clear your frequency of false belief that there isn't enough and bring in it's an abundant universe okay so let me know the magic and miracles that come into all of our lives spirit just had me download that into all of our lives with miracles and magic it's going to seem like miracles and magic but they are they are showering in in the portal right now so so blessings um Looking forward to hearing from you. I appreciate that. That was amazing. Thanks. You're welcome. Well, <clears throat> thanks, thanks so much for calling, for calling in. in. Thanks, Barbara. 
Okay, wow. we are clear. You never we... know what's going to come. <laughs> Do we have any more callers? Nope, we're done. We're done. Yay. <laughs> what time are we, we at here? We cleared the board. <laughs> we cleared the board. Well, it's always fun doing readings. No, it's it's in a passive. Dawn's taking some notes here. She's she's getting ready. To, but you know, when when you're giving a reading like that, and you know, as I sit here, you know, I'm, I'm a channel, so I'm sitting here with, as you know, Barbara, how it comes in, my eyes flickering yep. and fluttering, and all of a sudden, something, your voice starts to change, and spirit comes through. And I could feel this portal open up of love and grace and divine prosperity for for anyone who's listening here tonight. Energy is a frequency, and I just totally – do you guys feel it, or is it just me? <laughs> no, it, it, no, it's it was, not a hot flash. No, I, 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 I felt a calming feeling just listening to – uh, you talk about good things happening for the callers. And that's just it. Um, you know, we've been told in many different forms that there's two emotions in the world, love or fear, and everything fits into that. And so oftentimes our fear of money almost blocks it from coming to us. Our fear of abundance blocks it from coming to us. And so by just opening up our hearts and getting into that relaxed state, you're exactly right. You know, that's how we we allow it to come to us. We allow it to, to flood in is by releasing that fear around it, releasing that block around it, and just opening our hearts to to whatever creator has. And, uh, you know, I've had, I've had feasts and I've had famine. And, you know, sometimes in that famine time is when I get the most creative. That's when I I find ways around some of the the you know issues that create themselves you know how to to make as our mother always said a a silk purse out of a thousand year you know <laughs> we can we can sometimes do that when we just release that that fear around it and and you know call on our creative side on our muse. <laughs> Which brings us to, we have two CDs to give away as well. So um, I'm not sure if you, you have a way to do that or if you would like us to give those to the callers that, that called in for the readings. Or I don't have any way of to... doing that, but, okay. but um, why don't you give them to the, to the next two people that need them instead? That's a beautiful way. And they've opened their hearts already, and those CDs will be coming in. <laughs> or if they'd like to go to our, our Facebook page, too, they can go to the, <laughs> the Mystic Sisters Facebook page and, and add us and, uh, you know, just shoot us a message that you're interested in one of those CDs. And we have a Parlor Trick CD and a Muse CD um, published that we can we can send out to them. So. Okay. Parlor Tricks. Parlor Tricks um, is uh, actually a hypnosis CD that we've made. Uh, it's kind of funny because talk about the laws of attraction and manifesting. Um, was one we created early on in our career. 
uh, for communication. You know, parlor tricks, you know, mediums of the past used to get, you know, do, you know, Ouija board or crystal ball reading and, and channel. And so we set the scene as it being a beautiful parlor with, you know, an amber light and a beautiful staircase and all of this. And, um, and we talked about back in the day of spiritualism and, you know, how the, the country used to do these things and what's called parlor tricks. And, you know, fast forward several years into the future, we have a turn of the century home that our ancestors, um, more than likely did these parlor tricks in and uh harry houdini's great great nephew you know is is endorsing us um it's one of the first people he's ever endorsed the first houdini endorsed medium um we've had him stay and we've done an event for the michael j fox foundation and had him to town so it's just it's just and it the 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 testimonial is on the cd but I mean, just truly thoughts or things. Spirit is always downloading these. Sometimes it just doesn't even make sense to us at the time until all of a sudden you look around and you're living it. You know, so thoughts are things, our angels are definitely always in communication, but I think we've really forgot to listen of how they communicate. I think that information is definitely coming back. I think we're just babes in the woods when it comes to the the powerful creators that we are. Um, And it's just exciting. It's just great to share it with you, like-minded, beautiful human beings of the light that want to get this sacred knowledge. Like, we all have a piece of the puzzle, right? We all just keep getting better and better at this. Okay. Hey, um, we're we're gonna have to stop there. Um, but before we sign off for the evening, um, your website is themysticsisters.net. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I also wanted to remind the listeners uh, this weekend you have the AAPS. Ancient Artifact Preservation Society uh, meeting in Harris, Michigan at the Island Resort Casino and Convention Center. Uh, The following weekend is the Shakespeare Oxford Fellowship um, conference in Oakland, California. uh, We have a bunch of guests we're trying to fill fill them in, but we got some great shows in the works, uh, exciting books, and I'm just looking forward to each, each new show. All sorts of Me good too. ones. Yeah, <laughs> uh, just like I said, I'm just trying to get some things stabilized here, but you know, hopefully soon get. Um, you know, back to a you know like a Tuesday schedule or you know something like that. And, but you know, keep watching Barbara's posts, and you know we'll keep you informed. Got some good stuff in the works. So I think awesome. we're getting pretty okay. close to. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's time to say good night, Mark. <laughs> okay. Well, good night. Th- thank, thank you, ladies. Thank you, listeners. Uh, thank you. We will see you, hopefully next week 
or the week after. We are working hard to bring the best guests to you. So thank you again, and we'll see you soon. Good night, everybody. Thank you so much for having us. Good night. Take care, guys.